Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So let's talk about the decision. It will be debated until next spring, maybe until the next World Series rolls around. And again, Maybe every year that Kevin Cash manages. The Rays leading one to nothing with Blake Snell dealing in the sixth inning. He only allowed one hit. He'd struck out nine until a single with one out. And Cash gave his Cy Young award winning pitcher the hook. Worse yet, he went to a cold as ice reliever in Nick Anderson who gave up the lead, and the Rays ultimately lose three to one. And now it's the World Series champion LA Dodgers. Oh, and uh, after the game, by the way, it was revealed that Dodgers uh, third baseman Justin Turner was pulled in the eighth inning. Yeah, he had a positive COVID test. Hmm. wonder why they didn't get the result just a little bit earlier, say before the first pitch. And the Bucks will be without Chris Godwin. Again, he underwent surgery for a fractured left index finger, and he's going to miss at least the Monday night game at New York and maybe more. So how do you feel about that insurance policy now? We've got all that and more to talk about on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And, Steve, let's get right to it. Um, it. It was the decision that Kevin Cash made that everyone will be talking about when they talk about this World Series, especially here in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, look, when the game started, the Rays were counting on Blake Snell having uh, to pitch a tremendous game, and he did exactly that. This is as good of a Blake Snell as I've seen, and he pitched really well earlier in the series uh, when he went you know, into the fifth inning. Uh, wasn't happy about getting pulled in that game. But in this one, it was a little different. He wasn't behind hitters. He didn't walk anybody. They got bad swings. Um, he struck out nine. And when he gets into the sixth inning, I'm I'm thinking to myself, and I even said, you know, granted they they had every opportunity to score more runs early and didn't. Randy Rosarina with the first inning home run, the guy was just unbelievable in this whole series, and I've never seen anything like it. But there are times when you, when you're a player, right, uh, on a team, and even though it's early, you you turn to the guy on the mound and you say to Blake Snell, "All right, big guy, there's your run, go shut him out," and literally. He was on the path to do just that. Now, I don't know that he goes a complete game. Maybe he makes World Series history. But you mentioned before we went on this podcast, and I would agree with you, as bad of a decision that Kevin Cash made, and we can talk about why he made it with the analytics and whatnot, the worst decision might have been who he went to. It was Nick Anderson, who has been absolutely lit up like a Christmas tree throughout this entire postseason, is not the Nick Anderson that they had during the regular year. And I think almost everybody, you know, as much confidence as they had in, in Blake Snell, they had even, you know, just as little confidence in Nick Anderson. So this one blew up on Kevin Cash, and as hard as it is to get to a World Series, he might have to wear this on his coaching resume the rest of his life. Well, we'll get to the decision in a minute, because while I wouldn't have done it and disagree with it, it's not surprising. And matter of fact, they did it in Game 2 with Blake Snell on the mound. They did a game seven of the ALCS with Morton on the mound. 
This is what they do. This is what they've done all year. This is the way they're going to operate. And when you get to that third time through the order, as soon as you get somebody on, you're gone. That's what they do. Agree with it, disagree with it. I, sometimes I do agree with it. Tonight I didn't. And and we'll talk about analytics as a wonderful tool. And it's a big reason why the Rays are as good as they are and got to the World Series and, and won 97 games last year and 90 the year before and went 40, 40 and 20, 20 were the number one seed in the AL this year and, and got through a postseason where outside of a Rosarina and, and maybe Kiermaier, nobody hit, and yet they ended up in game six of the World Series. Uh, analytics was a big part of this. But there are times you have to go – Blake Snell hasn't pitched this well in two years. Mm-hmm. He was dealing. Mm-hmm. Nick Anderson, that's now seven straight appearances he's given up a run in this postseason. And, and he's been in ten appearances on the whole postseason. Eight of them he gave up runs. I mean, now, think about that. He has think been, about that. He has been lights out since they acquired him at the trade deadline in, in the previous season. But this postseason, I, don't, I, I wonder if he's hurt or if there's something going on, you know, ended up with a dead arm, whatever it is, because that is not like him at all. Well, here's and, what I saw. In game I saw six, guy... when you've got Snell dealing, I'm sorry, mm. you can't go to him in that situation next. You cannot. Mm. I know he's your guy, and he's done mm. that, but six straight appearances of that, you cannot do that. Because that Dodgers leverage. team knows that. And, and mm. not only are they excited you took Blake Snell out, they're going, hey, we got this guy. I mean, he's got good yeah. stuff, but he's not, he's not fooling anybody this postseason. He's got right. He finished the postseason with an ERA of nine in ten mm-hmm. appearances. Mm-hmm. That's not Nick Anderson. So you know whether he's hurt, whether something. I I have no idea. But he's not been himself. And as soon as he got up warming, I told my wife. I said he's going to blow it. Yeah. Because you knew Snell was coming out when they started warming him. Because that's what right. the Rays do. And like I said, I wouldn't have pulled him at all. But it was expected and predictable because that's what the Rays do. But to go to Anderson there, that's that's where the mistake to me was. It, it's not so much the Snell one because I expected it. I like I said, I wouldn't have done it. I disagree with it. I would have I would have rode Blake Snell at that point. Anthony Beck had a you know good tweet and he's he says I I go with Snell there because if he gets beat, I can live with that in the morning. But can I live with not keeping him in there? Yeah. Well, and again, you know, this will be talked about. In this sense, I mean, let's let's just back up and realize what the Rays accomplished by Kevin Cash mm-hmm. managing the way Kevin Cash manages, and that is, they went forty and twenty. They they had the best record in the American League. They took down the New York Yankees um, in in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, went the distance with them. Went the distance with the Houston Astros, going up three zero, losing three, and then winning Game Seven. So knocked out two of the higher payroll teams, two of the bigger star teams, and then had to face the LA Dodgers and you know, had an incredible uh, game on Saturday where they came from way behind, made it a series, um, and had every every opportunity. And so, yes, that is their that is the recipe to their success. You know, we know what the Rays are about. The problem is, once in a while, when you get to October, okay, sometimes the magic happens for certain players. You know, it just does. Reggie Jackson was Mister October. You know. Um, you know, Derek Jeter was Mr. November. I mean, there are guys that mm-hmm. are made, you know, and, and then there are lesser heroes. You know, there's the Aaron Boones and, and, and you know, people like this. Brett but, Phillips. But I, Brett Phillips, <laughs> right. Exactly. Perfect example. 
a terrific example. Mike Brasso against Chapman. I mean, Brasso against Chapman. So that's what that's what October baseball is. Not necessarily, you know, it's it's guttural. It's 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 the it really. I mean, it's the gut feeling that, you know, Blake Snell is an elite talent, and sometimes, very often, that you get the best in on on the biggest stage in the biggest games, and that's what he had. He had the best of Blake Snell. That's as good as Blake Snell can pitch. That was as filthy of, of, a, of a repertoire of pitches that he threw for strikes. And there wasn't, it wasn't like there was loud contact. Hell, there was almost no contact. I mean, that's how good he was. He was swing and miss almost every pitch. Didn't walk anybody. Didn't they get They weren't close people. either. No. Heck no. Absolutely. There wasn't a hard ball hit. I think one pop-up that you know might have gotten skied out to the warning track. But that was essentially it. He was dominant in every way a pitcher can be dominant. And what happens is when you're on the other side, right, and you're the Dodgers or you're any team, and a guy a guy is shutting you and bottling you up like this. Remember, Mookie Betts was the hitter after the, the first runner um, got on on a base hit. The next three batters, including Betts, had all gone 0 for 6 and had struck out twice each. Each one of them had not hit the ball, had not put the ball in play. Sure, it's the third time through the lineup. Sure, the analytics tell you that the batting averages go higher. But from zero, they had nowhere to go but higher, right? And the thing is, as a hitter, as a guy on that other bench who who can't solve the puzzle, all you do, no matter who you put in, much less Nick Anderson, but no matter who you put in, all you do is is lift them. All you do is you you say as a hitter, I don't care if they bring in the second coming of Bob Gibson. I don't care who they bring in. Just don't give me that guy because I can't figure him out. Third at bat through, fourth, it doesn't matter. He is absolutely filthy. And I get instantly lifted by seeing that guy go to the dugout. I mean, it just, it does something to you confidence-wise. It does something to you emotionally. It changes your eye because now you're hitting a guy, you know, that that's, throws a different way off the mound. It just gives you a chance. And, all Kevin Cash did was give them a better chance, you know, and, and I'm sorry. Yes, all those things are true. They didn't hit. They had, even after the two-to-one lead, they had ample opportunities to, to tie the game and get back in it, and they didn't do it. And we, we can dissect, you know, what was wrong with the Rays throughout this series and all of that. And I do like Kevin Cash. I think he should be the manager of the year. I think he's that good. But there comes a time when, man, you got to look at the guy in the eyes and know – know what you're seeing and and this was the moment this was a this was Blake Snell being the best version of Blake Snell in a World Series game and absolutely bottling up the Dodgers and if he could have gotten one more inning two more innings the pressure mounts then when you go to your bullpen not necessarily Nick Anderson now they're a little tighter and they don't have as many outs to work with so yeah I just I felt bad about it and I think every phrase fan and every baseball person that I've read, and, and just people in general, sports fans, they said it before Nick Anderson gave up those runs. They said it right away. Why are you taking Blake Snell out? Yeah, and, and look, apparently people don't learn from history, too. 2018, Dave Roberts pulled Rich Hill with a 4-0 lead in the seventh inning of the World Series Game 4. Mm. Red Sox scored nine off the bullpen, win the game in the series. Last year, A.J. Hinch pulls Granke with a 2-1 lead in the seventh inning of the World Series Game 7. Nationals yeah. go on to win 6-2, to and then it happens right. again tonight. 
I mean, that's, a, that's that October baseball of, mm-hmm. like I said, analytics are a wonderful tool. I I think I think you know any baseball team that's not taking full advantage of them is, you know, lost. I mean, you see teams mm-hmm. that are continue to try to play old school baseball and they just don't work for the most part. Right. But there are times where you go, this guy's got it tonight, or this guy doesn't have it tonight. You know, I mean, there's there there's things that analytics can't tell you. And in particular, well, this guy doesn't have it in the yeah. series. I mean, well, anal- yeah. where were the mm-hmm. analytics on what they had done? What they had done to yeah. to Anderson. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and you you know you say that that you know the analytics. Randy Rosarina wasn't supposed to play every day in the postseason this year. <laughs> no, but he no. was hot, and they kept him in. Well, Nick Anderson's about as cold as you get, and they keep throwing him out there in the highest leverage situations. Such a good analogy, yeah. I mean, you know, such a good uh, analogy. You know, they talked about uh, after the game. I saw Dave Roberts being interviewed. Uh, I think it was Harold Reynolds on MLB Network asked him about. You know, in the past, you haven't gone with set lineups, but you really went with set lineups this year. And he's like, look, the players set the lineups, you know, based yeah. on how they play, perform, uh, do all this yeah. stuff. I mean, the analytics are a part of it, absolutely. But, you know, like I said, Randy Rosarina forced you to never take him out of the lineup this year. Well, Nick Anderson right. forced you to take him out of your A bullpen, and you didn't. Right. In the highest leverage situation in a game that you had to win. Mm-hmm. Um, just a stunning decision. Didn't Didn't feel comfortable with him in the game didn't feel comfortable with Snell having to leave. And, you know, to, to Blake's credit, I mean, he was disappointed. He said, you know, things that you would expect him to mm-hmm. say. He said, I did everything I could to stay in that game. I know it's the third time through, but I believe in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and But he also said Cash is a good manager, is usually but he right. Said, he said he's yeah. usually right, and he gave him he gave the same thing he kind of did the last time he came out of the game. Kevin Kiermeyer, mm-hmm. it was his game to lose. And that's the way I felt about it, too. I don't care what the numbers say. There weren't that many guys making contact, hard contact. Mm -hmm. Blake Snell deserved a chance to at least give up the tying run. At least the tying run. I don't know that you leave him in there to have a big inning, mm -hmm. but no one had made it to second base. Well, like you (laughs) said, I mean, the contact, what little there was. It was weak. It wasn't like that, you know, they were hitting bombs to the warning track that you were catching, you know, over and over. It wasn't like they were, you know, long foul ball shots, you know, just foul down the line. No, mm-hmm. they weren't. It was swing and miss almost everything. Almost everything, I mean, yeah. That was as good as he's uh, – that may have been the best game he's ever pitched. Could have been. I mean, and he won a Cy Young in, in 2018, and he was filthy the whole year. Right. And tonight right. was – you know, he had every pitch working tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was as dominant as he's been in, in, at least since 18. And, you know, and he was good at game four for the first four innings. The fifth inning, he struggled a little bit. But, yeah, I just I, – I, I, Kevin Cash has to be kicking himself. And, Grant, you know, and he says, look, I regret it because it didn't work, but I think the process was right. And But, you know. But that's what he has to say, well, right? No, ab- absolutely. Well, I mean, you know. Well, let me ask you this the, question. The, 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 let me uh, ask, you here's the t- question. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this real quick. Did Kevin Cash believe that was the right thing to do, or is Kevin Cash trained as the Rays manager to follow the analytics? In other words, would he have been remiss from an organizational standpoint if, hey, we have all this data, why aren't you using it in in this mm-hmm. World Series game? I just I wonder how much of that is in their heads. I think it's you know? I think both can be true, and, and hear me out on this, because the analytics we know is is more more often than not right over the course of a long season. A long-term right. season, yeah. And so when you play 162 games in a typical season, 
Mm-hmm. The analytics generally work out. You may have a bad April, but then it may gets better, and it, you know all kinds of even out. That's what baseball is so statistically driven. It all kinds and of you, you know you, you over a course of 162 game season, you pretty much know who you are. And but you got to be committed to them. In other yes, words, if you're yes. going to if you're going to go this way, right? If you're going to go with the matchups, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's hitter against pitcher or pitcher your pitcher against their hitters. If you're going to do it, you have to do it for the long sample. You can't just mm-hmm. do it for 10 games and mm-hmm. go, eh, I'm going to go five games on my gut, and then we go back to it. No. Yep. They only work if you commit to it for the entire season. I just think the postseason is a different animal. In a seven-game series, yeah. analytics don't always win out if you go right. purely on the analytics. And, and, and look, your gut can be wrong, too. It but, can. But I, it just uh, the way, as dominant as Blake was tonight, I don't think you could take him out. No, I, that that it wasn't like, you know, we'll see Charlie Not Morton. Some, we'll, see, we'll see Charlie Morton get through four or five innings sometimes, and where there's two runners on every inning, and he works his way out of jams, and and he's really good at that. And if you take him out after five innings because of that, okay, I understand that. Nobody was getting on base. Their best hitters were lost at the plate against him. I and mean, even not even that close. Hit. Mm-hmm. That hit was not a screaming line drive mm-hmm. off somebody's head. I no. mean, you know, it was just kind of a flare to right field. I mean, I just, I felt bad. Every And everybody said, you know, t- you can say, what's well, a second guess? No, it was a first guess. For most mm-hmm. people, go on Twitter. Yeah, it was. It was. Nobody wanted that decision. Nobody. I mean, you would have been hard-pressed outside of maybe some, you know, the bean counters over there um, with the Rays, but... Almost universally, everybody was like, no, why are you doing this? And sure enough, it blew up in his face. And, you, and Kevin knew it was wrong. Uh, when it did blow up, he knew he was going to face the scrutiny. And what can he say, right, other than I have plenty of faith in Blake Anderson. But you were the only one that would have had it because the guy just he wasn't the same pitcher. Yeah, I, I call him Blake Anderson. You did, it's you did, Dick but Anderson. it's Nick. Yeah, <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> what am I talking about? What the hell? It's late, and we've been doing too many. Is that of these the Arkansas State head football coach? <laughs> it I is believe. that too. Yes. Well, see, there but you, you go. combine I'm Blake gonna... Snell and Nick Anderson is what you did. Well, too. there you go. My my name, my Red Wolves uh, bias is showing through here. But but yeah, yeah, Nick Anderson just he just hadn't had it for a long time. So I don't know, man. Well, uh, and, and and the other part of this, and you know. Look, and even after the move, and Anderson gives up the couple runs, it's still a two to one game. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, the one offense run, had right what? How many, how many? What three hits tonight outside of Randy Arozarena? Yeah, outside of Arozarena, you know, right? It, now, yeah, they had three hits. It'd have been yeah. nice if you know Brasso and Adamas took the bat off their their shoulder in the ninth inning. I mean, oh you know, at gosh. least go down swinging. That's that would have been my mentality. Is I'm I'm not going to get cheated. I'll come from the heels. But I mean, yeah, I mean you're going to get beat, fine, but go down swinging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had they had back. five hits, so three hits tonight, not named Randy Rosarino. Listen, I've not seen, and even for the Rays, who God bless them, none of them are great hitters, and and very few had good years. But for for the course of this postseason, man, I have not seen worse batting averages in my life. Uh, it, I mean, me, I'm just reading the the box score, so this isn't going to be every uh, player on the bench. But Choi one eleven. This is in the World Series, I believe. Diaz three thirty three. Rosarina three sixty four, Meadows one eighty eight, Renfro one twenty five, Lau one twenty five, Margot's three sixteen, Wendell one eleven, Brasso's at three thirty three, Adamas one forty three, Kiermaier three sixty eight, Zanino o sixty three. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like a bingo card. Oh, 63. <laughs> bingo. 
I mean, when you're hitting the bingo average or the interstate average, as we would call it, you know, I buck I ninety five or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, yeah, in the whole team, I mean, literally, you couldn't find many guys outside of a Rosarina, Kiermaier at times. I mean, but but for the most part, I mean, I've never seen for this long three, really four series, if you go to the Toronto. For that long to have an entire ball club except for one guy. And it's amazing how one guy literally could carry their offense and was enough most nights. As good as a Rosarina was. So the the Rays batted. Was this their 20th or 21st game tonight? I'm trying to remember back. Let's see. It was. No, gosh, I don't know. uh, Well, they went two and then seven. Six, six. seven, five. So 12, Mm -hmm. 18, and two. 20. Okay, 20 games. They batted 211. Total in twenty games over the postseason, on base percentage was two eighty nine. Gosh, I mean, so so they batted two eleven in the postseason. The only teams that had lower batting averages were the Twins, the Cubs, the Reds, the Brewers, and Blue Jays, all who only played two games and got swept in the first round. Good, and the Marlins who played five games. Mm. They won the first round over the Cubs and then got swept by the Braves. And they, they didn't, I don't even think, scored a run against, or they scored one run in that three-game series against the Braves. So those are the only teams that batted worse than you in the postseason. <laughs> I mean, on base percentage-wise, yeah, I mean, everyone's everyone who advanced in the playoffs crushed them. So. It, but they didn't hit, and you take out a Rosarino, I'm not even sure what the average. I'll, I'll try to figure that out real quick here. But And they made it to game six of the World Series. And we're down two to one. Until the until the ninth mm-hmm. inning, I mean, it wasn't like a bloop and a blast, as Dave Wells would say. You win the game, and that can happen in baseball. I I don't know. It, it's a it's always a bitter pill, you know, when you when you get this far. And and sure enough, the first commercial um, again reminds me of Rich McKay. But the first commercial is, "Hey, Dodger fans, you want to get we have a chance to wear what the Dodgers wore after winning the World Series? Here are the hats and hoodies and and, and t shirts." And you're going to see that for the next six months, right? And the highlights of the Dodgers screaming together and jumping around in a dog pile and all of that. Um, you just don't want to be there. You just you don't. You don't want to be that team. And look, I don't. I mean, they've been to two World Series, which is pretty good, you know, considering when they started playing in Tampa, Tampa Bay. Um, you okay there? Did you drop something? No, <laughs> I just I just did the calculations. You know what their batting average without Randy Arozarena is for the postseason? <laughs> A buck? 189. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Below the Mendoza line. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. 189. And then if you wanted to make it even less, you'd have to do some tonning on this one. But what do you suppose it is with men in scoring position? Hmm. If they even had any men in scoring position. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they were awful with runners. They in were god awful. see here. They can't hit. I mean, there's no other way to say it. They just, it's, it's just a team that could not hit its way out of a paper bag in this series. Select a. Let's see here. I'm looking at the stats real quick as we talk here. Yeah. Bye. Uh, scoring position. Runners in scoring position for the postseason. This is the entire postseason. Right. The Rays batted 184. Which isn't good, right? That's not good. No, that's not good. Okay. Just checking. Uh, runners in. <laughs> meanwhile, the Dodgers were 268. They did very well, yeah. Now, I want to know what runners in scoring position with two outs is because that's. Well, they were. The leaving. Dodgers were 345 for the playoffs. The Rays yeah. 170. Yeah, see, I mean, nine for 53. Which tells you what? 
in the greater in the greater you know from from thirty thousand feet. Here's what it tells you: their pitching we is really good. Beat, we need to yeah, our pitching is outstanding, and we win by using by pitching people to death by by mm-hmm. by just beating them with no runs on the board. So there you have Blake Snow, and he's dealing. And you know you can't score many runs. Why not ride him, man? Why not ride him? I mean, this, if you're ever going to ride the ace in, in a World Series yep. game when the guy is just filthy, um, use your gut. Use your gut. And here's what everybody's going to say. See, that's why the puny rays are bad for baseball and they'll never win a World Series because the analytics just don't work. So what they're going to say? Except the Dodgers use analytics really heavily too. So well, they do, but they got better players. Yeah, well, when you yeah, <laughs> when you spend two hundred and what eighty million dollars, I mean, you know, there's that too. Um, and look, I mean, it's a phenomenal year, and I don't think we'll ever forget what happened Saturday night and that improbable comeback. That was just that was magical well, stuff. Look, was, the, the Rays are the Rays are a really good team. You don't go mm-hmm. forty and twenty in this stretch. Oh, and don't make players. it to the World Series. Mm-hmm. But I, I think going into the series, anybody who looks at it objectively would have said the Dodgers are the better team. No question. They definitely have no the question. better talent. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you could get to their bullpen, you were mm-hmm. probably going to do okay. Right. And, and, and if, you know, unfortunately in game six, you didn't get to this their bullpen. bullpen. It was a bullpen game. day, and you didn't get to you, – you got lots of runners in the first two innings, but all you had was the one solo shot from Araz Arena. Yeah, you needed to knock them out. Right yeah, there. you you mm-hmm. needed to be up three, four, nothing, absolutely at that point, which then would have given you know probably Cash a little more leeway to leave Snell in. Sure, it would have, and if you get to the seventh, eighth, or ninth against this bullpen, you're probably not going to mm-hmm. score. Um, right, and but, at that point, you're not going to face their A bullpen either. So, mm-mm, mm-mm. nope. Yeah, I, it it was a tough one, and it's going to be tough again. A magical year for the Rays, and um, but not. Not what they came. Well, not what they. Not the way they went to Texas for. It just. It, it kind of dissolved there quickly. Well, you, um, you hate that. You, you want to if you're going to go down. You want to get beat. You want to get beat with your best players out there. Your best. Go with your best. And Blake exactly. Snell was so filthy tonight. How right. do you not stay with him longer? Right, exactly, and that's just that's just baseball too. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, as much as like you said, analytics is a tool. It can't be the whole game. You you can't manage the entire game based on numbers. Mm-hmm. There are those that would like you to. During <laughs> but, a regular season, you can do that a lot because it's going to even case, itself out. It's going to even this. itself out. Why do you need a manager then? Seriously. Well, there are some you, people that question that with a, analytics. I know. Like if you're just a slave to the book and and you know you walk somebody else act out, out there and say we're going to do this and this. I mean, really, it's it's all the same. So I think he looks bad in this game, and I think he's going to look bad for a while, and I'm sorry about that. But, you know, you deprived – here's the other thing you did. You potentially deprived baseball fans everywhere from seeing one of the greater performances in 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 World Series history. How do we know? You know, it, it may not have been Jack Morris throwing 10 innings, but it might have been close. You know, what drama yeah, He was at unfolded? 73 pitches at that point. Right. So he was he was low on the pitch count. That right. wasn't an issue. No. You didn't have that long to wait, the bottom line. And man, I was I was looking forward to you don't get ahead of yourself, but just thinking about it now. Charlie Morton versus Walker Bueller for game 7 would have been fantastic too. 
amazing game sevens and i and i you know had the dodgers lost i think the pressure everything ends up mm-hmm. right on top of them and you don't know pressures pressure can can burst a pipe as they say it was uh it was a magical year it was you know and it was a difficult year with covid mm-hmm. all the things they had to deal with i mean those guys really sacrificed their families um all the normalcy that you know that that baseball typically brings that they're not allowed to do so it's been you know it's been difficult that way and they've done an unbelievable job and they'll be hanging an American League banner at the Trop one day next year and that's a goosebump moment i mean that's mm-hmm. that's everything you play for right well in their third division championship only yeah. the third time in the franchise history they won the AL East right i mean all that stuff is phenomenal and yet you didn't get the prize in the Cracker Jack box. So. Now, the good news, too, and, and you know Blake Snell referenced it afterwards, saying, I hope everyone on this team comes back next year wanting to win because this losing stinks. It does stink, and they didn't. And you know mm-hmm. what? They had a bad taste in their mouth mm-hmm. last year when they lost to Houston, and they did something about it. Yep. They went all the way to the World Series. Now mm-hmm. they need to realize that when you get there, you got to win it. Yep. <laughs> you can't. You know, you can't let a team breathe. Well, and, and the good thing is 27 of the 28 players on the roster for the World Series are under contract yeah. for next year. Oh, okay. Well, so, I mean, go. now, that doesn't mean the Rays won't make some moves and trade some players and and, and do that, but mm-hmm. it, it's not like this team has to be broken up or will be broken up right. know, based on contracts and that. I mean, everyone's pretty much locked in for next year. Um, there'll be some moves with some guys have to be added to the 40 man that are younger and things like that. So there will be some moves and some players won't be here. You know, I, I will probably talk to Neil Solance in a week or two and he can probably fill us in a lot more Mark Topkin as well. Um, but you know, this, the core of this team and, and this isn't going anywhere and it's only been building for years now. And, and, you know, you're seeing it. Imagine a full season of Randy Rosarina next year uh, um, I, i'm trying to i hope i can't imagine you could keep this pace but if he did well, i don't know if he'll keep he, the pace but i mean he might you know, hit 100 you know he's also going to get better months. with more experience and and yeah, he's terrific you know it's just the, the little things he's doing in this in this postseason has just been incredible his base by iq is really high you know like mm-hmm. we talked about you know on that play that he scored to, to win game four of he didn't just retreat to third base he was looking over his shoulder to see you know, what's, what's going on? And when he saw the ball goes by, that allows him to score. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little thing, but it would have been easy just to turn your head and, and sprint as hard as you could back to third. Right. Uh, but he yeah. didn't do that. I mean, it was little things that are really good. I mean, I can't wait to see that next year. I love their ball club. And, and I, again, I think Kevin Cash does an unbelievable job. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to say it's an easy decision no matter when you take out, you know, if you'd have taken him out. You know, earlier or, or another an inning or two later, it still would have been difficult. But that that just from the get go, it seemed like the wrong decision, and it true, proved to be truly. And so the Rays uh, lose the World Series to the Dodgers, who had not won since 1988. So they've certainly waited their turn, you know. And it was a, a big celebration for them, and you know, congratulations to Andrew Freeman and all those guys. It, it's you know, it was a difficult World Series, a difficult season for everybody. I, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what they did was spectacular, and you know I, I don't I don't know how I would have handled like all that isolation or separation from families from you know different people. But um, as a baseball fan, I'm happy to see Kershaw get a yeah a that was World nice. Series title. I mean, I didn't want Absolutely. to see him this year, but yeah, you know, just as a you know, he's been so dominant for so long. 
One of the uh, games, great. He was the only uh, three-time Cy Young Award winner that hadn't won a World Series. So now all ten, all ten of the, I think there's ten pitchers that have won three Active. Cy Youngs have yeah. all won World Series. So, yeah, that's terrific. Really is. Well, we'll talk more about the Rays, I'm sure, as oh, the week goes on. Justin Turner's COVID test. We haven't talked about that. Oh, that's right. I mentioned it. So, all right. So explain this to me because, you know, they can turn those tests around pretty darn fast. Okay. Well, they send the test out, so I think they're overnighted. Okay. So, the one, so, so the sample that or, he would have taken. So apparently, yesterday's sample. The mm-hmm. testing company contacted baseball during the second inning tonight. This is according to mm-hmm. Jeff Passan. The tonight. During the this second inning, said yesterday's sample was inconclusive. Okay. They had just gotten today's sample and were then going to test that. And apparently okay. in the eighth inning is when they told baseball it's positive. Yeah. Baseball then okay. called the Dodgers and they pulled him. That's what Jeff Passan is reporting. I understand what he's reporting, and I, I've got a bridge to sell you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'll just hang on, I'll go get my <laughs> deed. I mean, I, listen, let's let's assume that maybe that's not how it went down, okay, for the sake of argument. Let's assume that these tests are really important, and, and they have been cruising through them, and then sometime, you know, before the game, right before, they find out, do we really think they're canceling the game? Do we think that there's going to be, you know, separation of players and teammates for 14 days and quarantining everywhere? Well, here was here was my question. If he's positive, how many of those tests from today have other players on the team positive for if it would have gone to game seven tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they pulled him in during the game before they knew the out. I mean, you know, it looked like the Dodgers were going to win at that point, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't over yet. Right. I mean, could a game seven have been postponed if enough Dodger players had COVID? I suppose. I mean, the league can do what the league can do. Yeah. They haven't really, you know, stated it as such. Um, crazy, man. Crazy year for the race. Um, you know, like I said, nothing to be ashamed about for sure. But oh, No, not at all. Boy, you just You just don't get here very often. And it's just like when you do, you really need, you really, really need to finish it. And be world champions, but look, I think everybody was pretty thrilled, especially being locked indoors, watching them play baseball, and there's nothing like October baseball, no matter what you think about it, the rest of the months, when you get to October, and the cream comes out and rises, it's just, it's just, the drama was good, it was all good, enjoyed the hell out of it, I really did. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So there was some news um, that I broke uh, on the Bucks beat. This was Wednesday. Uh, went over there early to get tested, but right Tuesday. Before it was found, Tuesday or Tuesday. I'm sorry. Today yeah, is I lost track of my days because <laughs> I flew on Monday. I'm all over the place. Anyway, um, the point of this is that uh, Chris Godwin, the uh, Bucks uh, receiver, um, turns out he underwent surgery uh, for a fractured left index finger. 
and he's going to miss at least this week's Monday Night Football game against the Giants and possibly, I would say likely, uh, more, which, you know, for all, and, and I get it, I get, you know, the the people that hate the Antonio Brown signing because he's now signed, hate so much of his antics and what he has done, and that they're well documented. But this is why Bruce Arians and Jason Light got insurance right here. Um, not because they don't think they can beat the Giants without Chris Godwin, but in two weeks you have the New Orleans Saints maybe for the NFC South title at Raymond James. And, you know, injuries are part of it. Injuries are part of the game. So uh, unfortunate break, you know, when you go back and watch the tape, I mean, Chris Godwin catches the ball and he sort of is trying to dot his feet there both on the ground and he, and he does a somersault out of the end zone. And when he does the somersault, his his left, uh, let's see, it would have been, yeah, his left hand comes down and somehow he smashes his finger. So, um, you know, what are you going to do? It's been that kind of year for him. I mean, he's had the concussion, you know, in week mm-hmm. one against the Saints, um, came back against Denver, hurt his hamstring, missed the Chicago game, missed, missed a couple games in there. Came back. He's played very, very, very well uh, last week. And the thing is, he's he's the one guy. Like you, I hate to say this, but Mike Evans had to miss time. In some ways, it, it doesn't hurt you as much as Godwin because Godwin is an elite player in the slot. Who, whether you're talking about Larry Fitzgerald or Heinz Ward, people like this, um, he's just really good and. Yeah, it's it's um it's unfortunate. Now he'll be back. They thought it was much worse. They didn't know what they were going to see when they went into surgery. They didn't know. They thought there could be ligament damage. It's fractured, which means you know they had to do some kind of hardware on it. I would imagine. But um, you know, and even a chance he can get back by the Saints. Antonio Brown, however, he's eligible for the Saints, so you could easily see a scenario where they go, eh, we got Antonio Brown, we're good, and that's why he's here. That's why he's here. All right, tomorrow, and I can't wait for this because my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times was chirping or tweeting, chirping on Twitter about what what uh, what he thought of Kevin Cash's move, and I don't agree with him. Surprise there, right, if you know anything about our, our Rick and Tom show, but I don't agree with him, and we're going to hash it all out and, and many other things tomorrow. Tom Jones of the Pointer Institute of Media Studies will be with us. So, uh, listen, sorry Rays fans, but it was one hell of a season. Um, the Rays lose, however, uh, four games to two in this World Series, and yet they'll be hanging a banner as American League champions in, uh, in a very difficult year. I think they deserve a lot of congratulations, including Kevin Cash. So, so can we put an asterisk by the Dodgers championship? Not because of COVID, but because of pulling Blake Snell? <laughs> well... <laughs> Maybe I mean they did they did let him off the hook. I mean I think at, at minimum a nice box of chocolates should be headed Kevin's way from Andrew Friedman. I mean something you know, like heck I, I gifted this thing to you a little bit, but I don't know. In a parallel universe, Blake Snell throws the shutout and goes a complete game, and you know the Rays go on and win Game Seven, but that didn't happen. So anyway, congratulations to the Rays. Uh, sorry for their fans that it didn't work out, but it was one hell of a baseball season. So the Lightning stand alone. I think I saw something like 110 right days till pitchers and catchers report. That's not long. Yeah. Not long for hockey either. 
Well, hopefully. Mm-hmm. We don't know when hockey's coming back. Well, that's true. That's true. They're aiming for January 1st to play, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll Baseball's see. already put out their schedule for next year, so. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if they keep it, but. Yeah, we'll see. and the fans and all of that. It's, well, it's that yeah, a, that's still to be determined after that, too. They lost a lot of money without them. I know that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Tom Jones oh. of the Pointer Media Institute. You One more thing for the Rays next year. So uh, we talked about how excited we are to see Randy Rosarina. You know who else Absolutely. should be up here next year? Uh, oh, well. Wander Franco. Wander Franco. Yeah. We Neil might have Solons. both the Rosarina and Franco in the lineup next year. We'll listen to Neil Solons talk forever about Wander Franco. Oh, he'll tell you everything you need to know about Wander. Let me just say this, and I said it before the playoffs, I would have put him on the roster. I'd have put him on the roster and said, get up there and swing the bat. You can hold it. And just as easily as Willie Adams. I'm sure he could have hit 188 like the rest of the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe he'd have been Randy Arraza, Arraza, Rosarina. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? You know, storybook finish. So, okay, are we done? Yes, I, I think we're done I say goodnight unless we're truly done. <laughs> All right, good. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. For Steve Persnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a good day, everybody. 